You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. Alrighty, let's do this one more time. It's December 7th, 2023, and you have the pleasure of watching and or listening to episode 362 of the PHP Ugly Podcast. It's a podcast by real developers who work with PHP every day, who run a business built on PHP every day, and who enjoy the PHP community as a whole. We get together every Thursday night, right around this time, and just kind of talk about our week, see how things how things went, what's happening in the community, what's happening in internals, things that interest us. The show's made a little better thanks to some uh, supporters, sponsors. Yeah, sponsors. That's who we're talking about, sponsors. JetBrains, PHP Storm, and HoneyBadger.io, as well as our company, PHP Architect, and as well as some supporters on Patreon. We'll talk about all of them a little bit later. For now, what you need to know is if you want to be part of the show, if you're not aware, head over to discord.phpugly.com. You can participate in the live show, ask questions, give uh, title suggestions, all those fun things. So head over there. The Discord goes all week long. Some really, really smart people in there. Uh, lots of people from the PHP community and uh, just fun people to hang out with. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and joining me tonight, hosting with me tonight, John Condon. <laughs> so you said we like the PHP community as a whole. There's that one little section of the community. Nah, just kidding. Well, there's Ben Ramsey. Right? <laughs> still, still a little, I wasn't, still a little better I was, on that one. Wasn't going to name him by name, but you did it, so <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. How's it going, John? It's going good and bad and everywhere in between. Lots, right, to, get to, that, lots, to, lots let, to talk about tonight. Let me let me tell you something. You know the, I don't know what you call it, the, the video we play after we send out the tweets when we start the stream, saying the stream is starting soon? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I created that, I took one of our videos and I put our faces up there with us talking. And initially, some people thought that that was us, like getting ready for the show. I think that I every time I see it. I yeah, I kind of thought that in the back of my head when I was making it. I'm like, I feel like I'm trolling people. I got caught with it today. I'm sitting here, you know, I'm doing a few things before the show. And I look up, I'm like, I can't hear you, John. You're talking. I can't hear you. <laughs> every week, I, I watch that. And it, I think it's you, and it's it's not. Oh, we should, man. we should we should do that. We should find a way to put us up there without sound or something. I don't know. I mean, we could do it with OBS, but I don't think we'll we'll do it with Restream. Yeah, and we don't need to fire up OBS just for that. Let's not go down that road again. Let's not. All right. So I said, good, bad, everywhere in between. Let's start with the 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 bad, shall we? I'm just gonna rip that band aid right off for you. Let's let's rip that band aid off. People were asking last week. Obviously, Tom hasn't wasn't on the show last week. Not on this week. Just want to. Make the statement that Thomas stepped away from PHP Ugly. We want to thank him for all of his contributions over the years and hope him well in his future endeavors. 
and we'll just leave it at that. It's kind of hard to pick up from there. <laughs> it is. All right. So we t- we talked about the low. Let's talk about the highs. Let's talk about our weeks. Are you doing pot again? Oh, just the weekends, you know? All right. What was, <laughs> what was your high this week? Let me hear it. My high this week was probably having lunch with you and a friend of ours. We yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't name names. I don't think Guinness Bucky would want people to know he's hanging out with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not. So yeah, we're just planning on on going to lunch with the with the guy and just have a great conversation. And uh, it turned out to be better than we thought. So yeah, hopefully better it. than we thought. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good one. Okay. And it's, he's he's a he's a really cool guy. I do enjoy hanging out with him. It's funny how yeah. many flights I've been on with him. Yeah. I we end up flying home to get together from Nashville at Laracon. I, I didn't even know he was going to Laracon and I'm walking around and I'm like, I look up and he's standing in front of me. I'm like, Oh, look, you're here. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Cause I'm stalking you. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like you have, you have one of my Apple air tags on you. <laughs> Is that what I've been feeling? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. that weird beeping noise in the, in your bass pocket. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, we caught a flight down to Austin with him for Longhorn. So mm-hmm. kind of seemed to cross paths with him a lot. But cool guy. Probably won't catch a flight with him to uh, Tech. No, that's happening though, huh? We're still doing that? that that's that's going to be a we're, thing? We're still doing that. We had a pretty exciting week last week. We wrapped up Call for Papers and started our first round of kind of what we like and don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a in a in a few minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to lows. I'm bouncing all over the place. Highs, lows, or lows, highs, lows. What we were doing before meeting NS Bucky was opening a new business checking account. Oh god. It was that was a pain in the ass just to get through that. But the reason we are doing this is because we are finally, on a sad note, shutting down Diego Dev Group. Officially, one hundred percent. Officially, at the end of this year, it. I mean, we didn't do anything with it this year. I think technically, we probably could have shut it down last year and saved a little bit in taxes. But yeah, that's a it's a sad day. We've been we've had that for over ten years. Yeah, and it's it's going to be no longer. Yeah, it was always it was always yeah. I bittersweet, bittersweet. That's all Definitely. I can say about that. Definitely. Yeah. So what else you have? You said you sound like you're going up and down, like you're falling off a ladder or something. <laughs> you All right. Another low. <laughs> Saturday, I was up in the rafters of my garage and decided to take a tumble off of a ladder. And I can't. Yeah. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, put that, that around. That, that, that didn't work so well. Big old bruises. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just up on on the top of the ladder, knowing it's a stupid move. But I'm up in the rafter secure, like I'm sitting. I have a pull up bar up there, and I'm sitting on top of that. No worries. I I get the box I want, and I set it on the edge so that I can climb down two or three rungs before grabbing it and make make that first move. And I felt the ladder just. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm I'm holding on up here as the ladder falls. And nope, <laughs> I'm not holding on to my body weight. <laughs> just 
Come crashing down. <laughs> Damn. And and the really funny thing about it is John isn't the only friend I have that fell off a ladder last week or this week. Or and and my other friend uh, will not mention that name, but broke bones. <laughs> so that was weird. And then and then I come home and my wife tells me yeah. my wife tells me she just ordered me a 22 foot ladder i'm like who have you been talking to <laughs> Was it, is this like a conspiracy is this how you're killing off all the husbands you know having to you know have accidents on ladders i see i know i know how it goes i got you yeah uh kevin says it looks like i sustained significant trauma no i didn't break anything if you don't know i had a heart attack five years ago so i'm on medication especially blood thinners. So I bruise super easily. It's not, so it looks way worse than it is. I, I got up, I, you know, walked it off and I was fine. <clears throat> I, your current wife is calling you out, by the way. I you. know that's not <laughs> such good content. I like, I'm trying to make content here. <laughs> this is why I could never become a professional comedian. The current wife would just, you know, get on. <laughs> she, she, she'd heckle you from the front row. <laughs> that's not how it went. You liar. You're way smaller than that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I do love the current wife. I almost lost the current wife today. Well, that, that's probably an exaggeration, but she, she had, a, she had a little, mishap herself with a hot glue gun not oh, sure really? how it it was it's pretty bad we have it wrapped up now so i haven't seen it since we put some you know uh ointment on it and some gauze and wrapped it up but she got herself really good and, and it was funny because we're looking at it, i'm like is that glue or is that skin i, I think it's glue. Like, nope that's skin no it's skin <laughs> that's all skin that's Let's not see. good no, I, 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 I've, I've hit the hot glue gun before. It's not fun. And it wasn't even the glue glue gun itself. We're we're doing Christmas decorations, and she's she's a little crafty, and she's putting she's gluing on Christmas ornaments bulbs, so that it like it it makes this decoration on her stair banner, and she puts one on, and she you know she lets it go. And it starts to fall, and without thinking about it, she just reaches out and grabs it, and then all that hot glue just hit right, right on top of her hand. I felt bad. Sorry to hear that. Hope it. I mean, I felt bad. I laughed when it happened, but you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time I fell off a ladder over ten years ago, or twenty years ago at this point, my wife watched it happen and laughed at me. (laughs) Was that your first wife? That that was the that that was the first wife, yeah. <laughs> she, she saw it and she's like, "It was very nervous laughter because that's what she does." But yeah, I got laughed at for falling off a ladder. I I'm actually the same way. Like like the more anxiety I'm un, under and the more like concern I have, I I just I used to start like trying to be funny and laughing all the time. And I it's it's I don't know I don't know it's like a tick or something. It's so weird because I do it in. in it's like some of the most inappropriate times. Okay, so I shared my bruise, and Kevin is in Discord sharing a picture of his bruise on his arm. How is a pec tear showing up on your bicep? I don't understand that. Isn't your pec on your chest? What am I missing there? I mean, I'm not the I'm not the most fit person. I don't know how. Well, maybe that's muscles. where the blood blood pulled. I uh, I ripped my hamstring once, and I ended up with a bruise from my ankle. 
to my cheek. And that's, it was just like the blood, you know, pulling. It, mm. it was horrible. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds, it sounds terrible. A pec tear and a hamstring tear. All of it. See, that's why I don't work out. I'm just sit and do nothing. No, no risk of ripping anything. Yeah. Detached. Ugh. The pec muscle no. attaches to the top of the arm near the armpit and that detached. That's, that's yeah. real good. Can we try to pick up the show? Like maybe yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like. This you, one's hurting a little bit. <laughs> you 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 talked about we were getting through our the the sessions. Man, that is a process. Oh, I, I, I have some ideas for next year. Remind me to okay. talk about talk about it later. But to let's to talk about this year it. right now. <laughs> let's talk about it's, this year. It's the the process for this first round is it's all anonymous. All all you see if you're one of the people voting is the title of the presentation and the abstract, right? Because that's all they have to submit. It's not like the whole presentations are necessarily done. So it's just the title and an abstract. And the way this process works is it shows you three of them, and you basically rank rank them one to three. Oh, you rank all of them, ideally one to three. You know, which one? So it's like you're at the conference saying, okay, I'll go to this one, but if it's too crowded, I'll go to that one. And if that's too crowded, I'll just go to this one and do some work. You know, it's that mm-hmm. sort of mentality. And it shows you at the top, like, how close you are, how, how much you've finished, the, the percentage completed. But that percentage goes down and up. I, don't, I still don't freaking understand that. And for the main talks, for the main talks, what did we have? Like, 250 or something? or Almost, was, three, almost 300. Almost 300. And so it was like, I, I joked in our company Slack, it took me over an hour to get like 1% at one point. Like, uh, what's going on here? I, I got to the point where I was just trying to figure out what the algorithm wanted me to say. I'm thinking, what do you want from me? What, what answer do you, what's the right answer? So we had a couple of viewers step up and they wanted to participate. One of them finished, one of them didn't. You're, you're talking about the percentages going up and down. You see the same talk multiple times because you're the whole thing is it's trying to compare almost it's almost like a sorting algorithm to a point. When you read the documentation on Sessionize, it's really cool. It's using the chess ELO algorithm. So when one one session beats another, it gets so many points. And it ends up ranking it. I have some interesting stats on this afterwards looking at looking at it all as you were reviewing them you can rate two talks like a one like if you i told everyone look just at the title first because most people that go to a conference you start looking at the titles and you're like i want to go to this i want to go to that so if you could say based on those three this is what i would go to perfect and then if you got to a point where like Oh, I really would love to see this OAuth talk and this security talk, whatever it is. Then you look at the description and, and try to make your decision from that. So you could you could say these two I would definitely go to and rank them both a one. There was a drop down there that you didn't use that you could say this doesn't fit, like don't show this one, or yeah, this is a for sure it has to be in there, right? I so, forgot about that. 
Yeah. So there were a couple for sure for me too. Right. So you didn't use that at all. For Damn. for for just the main talks, you spent one hour forty seven minutes. So you spent about twenty two point four seconds per like review. I feel like I'm getting graded here. Go you ahead. are. You are. You are. I'm trying to find my mouse. Me, I spent an hour and 41 minutes, so almost the same, 21 seconds per talk. I did doesn't fit on one talk because there was one that I know for sure that I wasn't going to have. There was a couple of those for me, too. Yeah. I'll tell you about that one later. A viewer of the show didn't do any of those. He spent two hours and 12 minutes. Wow. That's dedication right there. It is. 27 seconds per little review. One of our employees spent an hour and a half. So less than 20 seconds per review. 47 doesn't fits. <laughs> when you look at the rating distribution, because all of this is ratings, right? You are, as you're doing this, the ratings are going up and down. It should be a bell curve. And most of ours are. His is, is a whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> It's the funniest little curve on here. It's great. Yeah, so it it took so much time, but honestly, there were so many that were like, I cannot choose between these. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the next round where it's just you and I and kind of talking through some things. Right. So it's gonna be fun. It'll be fun. All right, let's take a moment and Give some time and thanks to one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Thanks to JetBrains and PHPStorm for partnering with us. PHPStorm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a newcomer or it's just been a hot minute since your last dive-in, there's never been a better time to revisit. With a slick, clean new UI, blazing speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. It's time to start coding like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash PHP storm and kick off your 30 day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thanks. PHP Thank you. Storm. PHP storm. Hey, if you're in discord, don't forget to su- submit title suggestions. How do they do that? John? You do that by doing bang exclamation point title, and then give us a title suggestion. I'm sure somebody any second now will will submit one so that you can see how to do it. And it a will show up right over there. A Woods is still up, so you know nobody's going to submit a title now. Let's just wait for A Woods to figure out what the show is going to be titled. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can't wait to go through uh, the 47. Speaking of A Woods, the 47 that don't fit. And I want to I want to see the rationale. Like, what was he thinking on that? Oh, you just gave away A Woods was one of the people. No, I was saying A Woods said it up here. 47 doesn't fit. That person was brutal with their evaluations. Uh, it was not A Woods. It was an employee of ours. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I want to go through through his <laughs> through him and see what happened. All right. So uh, I'm going to take a quick moment and talk. We, we talked about PHP tech. And if you're in the PHP world, you definitely want to be a PHP tech. It's coming up in April. This, these are the talks we're talking about, right? Is are the talks for PHP tech. So we've got a ton of talks. We've expanded the session rooms. We're going to have the same, not lineup, same 
schedule that we had last year where the first day, each day we're going to have 30 minute talks before lunch. The first day we're going to have three hour talks after lunch. So like a session, a full training session. And then besides that, everything else is going to be an hour and it's coming up really, really fast, like much faster than I, I would like it to. But on top of that, I've mentioned a couple of times that I've gotten more involved with my open source roots again. And, you know, again, PHP is open source. So I feel good about this. And I've been helping out with another, it's called an expo, but it's in a conference. I don't know what the difference between a conference and an expo is, but it's called an expo here in Southern California. If you have to be in the Southern California area and you're into open source, anything about IT, networking, security, they have tracks for everything. Scale. Scale 21X is coming up. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. However, I am on the committee. I am one of the volunteers. I am helping with this conference as well. And as a thank you, no, not really as a thank you. They're doing it anyways. But they're going to create a discount code, a 50% off discount code for listeners. It'll be, I can even tell you, well, I asked for the discount code U-G-L-Y, ugly. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know what their process is, but that's what I submitted was ugly. <laughs> so if you happen to be in Southern California, or if you're going to be around Southern California area when scale's happening, drop by. It's a very affordable conference expo. And like I said, it's just, I, in my meeting today, actually, the person I was talking to, I'm like, I feel like there were over a thousand people there last year. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot more than a thousand people there. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it was a big place. I didn't see everybody all at once. I'm sorry. So it's like a lot of people, just about everybody in the open source world, community, companies, user groups, all that. They're, they're there typically. As a matter of fact, that's you know one of the first events John and I did. Way back in the day, before we had the company, right? Did we it have was, the company back? Yeah, it was scale 11. Yeah, we did, because that's when we met Kalen and then started talking to him. Yeah, what a mistake that was. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I joke, Kalen is still with us. He's one of our most valuable you know, employees, only because he knows a lot of shit that he won't tell anybody. It's really kind of <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> or keep asking him. How, how do you so, uh, how does this work? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, any questions on that? Hit me up in Discord. I mean, I don't have a lot of information that you can't find on the website, but hold off on buying tickets if it interests you. <laughs> hold off on buying tickets. Well, until we get the cool discount codes. <laughs> Hopefully, man, yeah, they're, they're cool discount codes, and and they even told us they're like. You know, we don't do any tracking. Like, we don't care. We don't pay attention to how many people use what discount code. I'm like, yeah, but it's still cool. <laughs> still want to know. <laughs> so they're saying that they couldn't give you any numbers afterwards, like, out of curiosity? No. No, they, they don't keep any metrics on it. They they, they don't care. Hmm. You're so disappointed. <laughs> I just don't know how you don't keep metrics on stuff like that. If you have a sale, you have to know 
okay, they only paid this much because of what? And there has to be some way to track that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's very hardcore privacy first open source. It's not about the money. It's not about, you know, Lamb- Lamborghinis and stuff like that. It's about community. It's about education. It's about freedom and sharing. So yeah, that's just the mentality of that world. Gotcha. Let's talk about some of the, uh, some other things going on. We'll get back. I'm, I'm, there's going to be a lot of, of tech talk in the next couple of months. Only 137 days. Is that what I said? Uh, yeah. That can't be right. Really? Uh, that, Why are we thinking the, moving it up? Oh, Jesus. That's, that's what the, that's what the calendar says. Saw some interesting videos and, and we both have a video by this guy and I'm not sure how that happened, but we do. I guess he's making some okay. big, big moves recently. So I actually sent out a tweet. You're, you're talking about the planet scale guy, right? Yeah. What's his he name? doesn't have a planet scale. He doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> yeah. He's just a planet yeah. scale guy. Yeah. That's fine. So I was. It's Ryan Magoon. Magoon. What a great name. Magoon. I want, I want that name. I'm assuming that's his name. That's what's in the thumbnail. I feel like that's not it. I thought, I thought his name started. Anyway. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought his name started with, with an A, like Aaron or something like that, but I don't know. I don't know anything. All I know is the guy knows his sequel or he knows, yeah, his sequel. Language. I hope so. He works at a database place. <laughs> Aaron Francis. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. This is why we have Discord. If you're listening to audio podcasts, this is why we have Discord. They help us out throughout the show. I I sent out a tweet about how I've never been like very strong with my SQL foo. And I always leaned heavily on GUIs in PHP, my admin back in the day to get my SQL work done. In of recent years, I've made it an effort to get better at how I extract data, but I still I, I wasn't I still wasn't good like managing the actual database, and and I, I'm still not. It's not like this magically fixed all that. But I sent out a tweet about a video he did about joins, and of course. I just kind of started binge watching all the videos on, on this. And another one really caught my attention. Let me just throw it over here. We've talked, if you listen, listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do database stuff, uh, relational database stuff, but I also do document stores as well. My document store is CouchDB is the one I really go to because it's such an easy document store to use. I remember when I, I forget if it was MySQL 8 or if they'd done it right, right before. I think right before they came out with the JSON column type, and then MySQL 8 was like this oh, this can be a document store or it could be a relational database sort of thing. And of course, that piqued my interest, but it, it's when they started adding indexes where you can index right. specific parts of a JSON document. Right. Which exactly. made it way more useful. And, and that's we we did we did a we had David uh, Stowe what's the Stokes. Name? Dave Stokes. Stokes Dave Stokes yeah. did a presentation early when when this happened and I remember looking and I'm like I'm so confused like I don't I don't understand what the benefit of it is or how it works or and 
then I, so I, I've never used it. I've never used, I, I use the JSON column type just as like, yeah, yeah, I want a JSON formatted data in here, but I never knew how to kind of, you know, traverse that data easily and find stuff. And man, if there wasn't a video on that, it was a great, it says you don't need no sequel, use my sequel. I see. I want to know. I want to know more about that. I I haven't watched this one yet, and I'm going to now. You, he's saying, use my sequel. What Can you is, wait? Wait till after the show. Yeah. <laughs> is it because Planet Scale is built on my sequel that he he's like making that declaration? Because you would think he would say use Planet Scale instead of my sequel, right? I've got to be honest. So, like I said, I binge watched him, and he does a really good job it is planet scale it's planet scales youtube channel youtube channel but they they are not shoving planet scale down your throat by any means he'll go several videos yeah yeah he'll go several videos and not even mention it i i saw a couple of videos where he did and uh, yeah for the most part it, it did get me back into planet scale i'm like you know it's been a while since i've checked it out and if you recall, if you again listen to the show, you know that when I tried Planet Scale, I struggled because Planet Scale didn't do foreign key restraints. Mm-hmm. So if you had that in your database, it complained. Now, me myself at that time and still today, I was kind of on board with that. I'm like, I, I being if you work in a in CouchDB, especially the document store. You you start to get accustomed to all the validation and everything, all the data integrity getting pushed onto the developer and not being managed by the database. So I I had already kind of gone down this pathway. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm good with this, but unfortunately, you know, Laravel apps are, I'm sure Symphony apps are the same way. You start pulling in packages, and next thing you know, it has a migration in it that you know requires some key constraints. So it was like, I can't use this. And and I just dumped it. Well, now in beta, it's in beta. It's not like an official part of planet scale, but now in beta, they have foreign key constraints. Really? Yep. I, so, I, I wonder if it's because that was a deterrent to a lot of people adopting. I got, I got to think it was right. I got to think yeah. a, a lot of people complained about it and said that that was the reason they weren't using it. So we're we're talking about dang it databases, and I am super excited that a the main project that I work on, I am finally getting to denormalize some of the data. We have one of our one of our biggest tables is it's currently four hundred gigs. I forget how many millions of records in it. It's just massive. Making any sort of schema change to it takes six hours on SSD drives. It's just crazy. The top four queries probably make up 90% of the load on the database. It is just that bad. And what? Like, that can't, yeah. you're, you're exaggerating, right? No, no, I'm being dead serious because of the, the data that is being searched on, it's hitting other tables and then having to the the two main properties it's looking for are in this 400 gig table and another table and just pulling that data just doesn't work very well and it is just terrible and i've been advocating like we need to add some columns to the table but 
when you tell a company, hey, this is going to be six hours of downtime, it's like, do we really have to right now? And we finally got to a point where, yeah, we're finally going to do it. We've gotten into a good rhythm of we're going to set a maintenance window and, you know, we are okay with it being down. It's not officially down. It's not downtime, like counting against you at the end of the year. It's here's a maintenance window, make it happen. And I get to add like three or four columns to a couple of different tables. And I cannot wait till it's probably gonna be two or three weeks before I see any sort of benefit because of the, I think I laid out a four-step process, get the tables added. Then later I have to find a way to keep the data in sync, right? When the data is updated, update this field. The third step is backporting all the previous data. And when you're talking about hundreds of millions of records, that's going to take a lot of time. So I got to get all of the back data ported. Then I can finally optimize the queries. Uh, at, on that date, I'm going to be super stoked. Like I want to see, I want to see that CPU graph just kind of plummet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so nice. Would Would you ever consider? And they're not a sponsor of the show. You guys know we'd let you know if they were. But would you ever consider using a service like Planet Scale for a new project? Yes, for an really? existing for, especially for this project, I can't see ever doing that. Like, there's been a couple of times where, let me state, they do have an RDS database, but for the for the main part of the the application. They've brought it into RDS a couple of times and it hasn't performed well. And I don't know what, what the reasoning is. I wasn't part of that, but I can't see them letting go of the control over the database and trusting it to someone like planet scale. Now they do have good. I would say the thing I was thinking about with, with planet scale, not trusting. I, I, I don't necessarily, I, have as much trust in planet scale as I do digital ocean or Amazon. The thing that I keep kind of balking on is the concept that my, my database is nowhere near my web server. Like I understand in the Amazon environment, in the digital ocean environment, like they might not necessarily be in the same rack, same server, same data center, but they're within that network. You know what I mean? Like the, that network. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of of my application being dependent on a database that's completely somewhere else. It's just like I struggle with that. And I, I don't know. Now, I'm not worried about performance in a lot of the stuff I think about using it for because I'm just those applications aren't to that level. So but like, where is that performance threshold? Like, when does that start to really be a concern? Because it can't be the same as if everything's in a closer network area. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to depend on how much data you're really pushing. Like that connection time. Yeah. It might be a couple of milliseconds more to go, you know, a few hundred miles away or wherever it's at, even a couple of thousand miles. But if you're pushing and pulling a lot of data over the public internet, you would think there's got to be a performance hit, but, they're obviously doing it, and there's obviously big companies using something like Planet Scale. So, Buttery said, uh, "Would Planet Scale help help at all with bad schemas and unoptimized queries?" So, here's the thing about that. <laughs> yes, in a way, 
only from only from the perspective of they'll let you throw more RAM, more CPU at it as much as you're willing to pay. So yeah, it would help you, but not in a good way. The same way Amazon or DigitalOcean would be willing to help you. I'd just say, yeah, get a bigger machine. It'll go faster. Yes. Kevin is also saying that for him, something like PlanetScale is a definite no. You need some kind of highly unusual circumstance to need something more advanced than relational DBs. It's not so much more of being more advanced. It's using PlanetScale, from my understanding. Again, I haven't used it. I just I knew somebody that worked there couple years ago they moved on but they they take away the database management you no longer have to keep it up to date the replication piece the backup piece like there's a lot of stuff that planet scale does for you that you no longer have to deal with right and and to be clear it sounds like maybe we confused you a little bit planet scale is a relational database they mm-hmm. have i believe they have mysql and postgres instances they do do primary, secondary for you. Not only that, one of the really cool things they do is you can create branches. So like you have your production database and you're doing some work and you need production data. You just create a branch from the production database called development. You do your work and you can just like create all these branches off of you know, one database. So it, it is a relational database. It is MySQL or Postgres. I'm sorry if we uh, led you astray there. That That mm-hmm. is 100% what it is. Yeah. It, it's just a different take on it. And again, the, the management piece, the maintenance piece also is a big deal. Yeah. They, and yeah. It's, it's basically, they're, they're basically your, no, I can't say they're your outsourced DBAs because I think DBAs would help you with queries. And I don't know. I, I have never paid for a planet scale instance. They do have a free tier. So maybe with your paid instance, they, they do help you with queries and stuff. I, I don't know, but they, they are like DBAs from the sense that you don't have to worry about a server. You don't have to worry about uptime. You don't have to worry about backups. They're handling all that stuff for you. God damn it. They're not sponsoring the show. They're not sponsoring. <laughs> Why do we keep talking about, stop talking about them? <laughs> well, okay. But you, now you have a video from Aaron as well. What's your video? I actually have a, a couple that have been there recently. This read the docs has nothing to do with databases. We will move that over so people can see this. It's just one of those just pieces of pieces of advice. If you want to succeed in your career in whatever you're doing, don't do what I do because that's terrible. I read just enough of the docs to get something working. Like I want to I need to use this library. What do I need to know real quick? What are the pieces? And he's uh, if you want to know something, you need to read from, the, you need to know how things work. You need to know what you don't know. And I'm terrible about doing that. And I want to do it more, even though I advocate for that with the magazine conferences, user groups. It's like, you need to, you need to do this. Reading is just that next step, right? Reading the docs of the libraries you're using. And what's funny, and this is how twisted Aaron is. He is a twisted individual. When he had this video, because I watched this video as well, he printed out the SQL database, uh, the SQL, my SQL documents. He printed them out, bound them. He had little, you know, side notes all through his. I'm like, I, I, I like this guy. He's twisted. He looks like he'd still <laughs> buy a print magazine. Digging it. Digging it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. There's actually another one by him that I watched this morning, and I shared it with our client on computed values. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. yeah. We should put that in it. I didn't like the, the bad guy, good guy, even though he clarified it within his video. Yeah, but yeah. in your email address, you can put your email address plus something, and it's still the same email address. In, G- in Gmail. Gmail. Think, no, and that's any, any email server. Are you really? I haven't yeah, any email server. I think no. that's part of the SMTP protocol. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a, a Gmail thing. Gmail takes it one step further and says, when you do that, I am also going to tag your email. I think that might be the, the nuance there. Mm-hmm. But in his in his video, he starts by saying, oh, if you want to sign up for a free trial of something and then you don't get enough out of it, you could just add a plus something and now you have a new account. So it could be john at gmail.com and then john plus one at gmail.com and now you have an infinite number of email addresses which is easy to do with your own domain anyway so it's not that big of a deal but it was a great introduction to computed values and and how to index on computed values i think that was my biggest takeaway was with my sequel i knew about virtual computed and stored computed values i wasn't aware that you could index on a computed value and that was just like somebody told me that somebody watched the video and said that back to me and i'm like no 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 he's using the stored value mm-hmm. and then i went back and watched that section i'm like oh crap i missed that no he's using a virtual computed value yep indexing on it and it still works i'm like okay it's even cooler <laughs> all right i love we, learning we did do our PHP Storm sponsor segment, and we should have probably followed up with this. But JetBrains has now officially released their AI service. And I've been using this kind of like a little bit. If you're not familiar with what JetBrains AI is, it's like the GitHub Copilot. It's their official branded version that's focused on, I assume, focused on the languages that their IDEs offer. and. Funny enough, now that I say it out loud, I, I realized when I fired up DataGrip, it's also in DataGrip, which I don't know how that would work. I guess you can ask it how to create queries and how to optimize databases. Maybe I should try that. That might be a good idea. <laughs> Anyways, they've released, they, it's now, it's not free. It's not even free with your IDE, which you know, the IDEs are not cheap. And it in my opinion, not cheap, but on par with all these other AI services. It's about eight, eight to nine dollars a month, which ends up, I mean, end of day ends up being like a hundred dollars a year, is what it is. So it's and that's if you pay for a year in advance. So I'm like, man, that's like that's pricey. And I I honestly don't use Copilot hardly ever anymore. And I use this even less. But my question is like I have that all products package, but I don't see it in my all products package. So is it, do they need to rename that to almost all products? Like <laughs> most products? <laughs> we, we really should check on that. So I just upgraded recently. I, I installed the plugin like a few weeks ago and then put my name on the, the wait list. So 
as far as I knew, I was still on the wait list. And then I saw, oh, it's officially released. I upgraded my my IDE, but I haven't done anything with it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, neither have I. Okay. I want to address, going back to the com- computer values real quick, Kevin says, but if you can compute it, in my opinion, it doesn't ma- make a huge difference if it's in the app layer or DB layer. Yes and no. If it's just a computed value and you don't care about it, app layer is fine. What, what he was doing in his video was making it a unique key. So while I could create a John plus two at gmail.com account before, now it's a computed value of, yeah, you gave me John plus two, but I'm only going to, I'm going to store that. You're going to log in with that because that's what you gave me the first time. The second time you go to create an account, it's going to fail because it it fails on the unique index. Again, whether that is app layer or DB layer, he makes a, a point either way. But I like that uniqueness in there because if you're solely relying on the app layer, you have a race condition at that point. Whereas, That's true. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's at the DB layer, if you have two signups at the same time for that same address, the, the database is going to stop it. Okay. Since we talked a little bit more about our great sponsor, PHP Storm, let's take a moment and thank Honey Badger. To our friends at Honey Badger IO for sponsoring this podcast, I looked for a long time for a monitoring tool that would work for me. Something that was going to be simple and get to the point. I needed clear, actionable intelligence on what I did wrong. Not walls of charts and reams of logs to tail. That's why I use Honey Badger, the monitoring tool we always wanted. A tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't so that you can keep shipping. Know when critical errors occur and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down. Improve the health of your systems over time and fix problems before your customers can report them. Honey Badger is the application health monitoring tool built for you. The developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Be the hero of your team and sign up for a free trial and start monitoring today at honeybadger.io. Setup takes as little as five minutes. See what you've been missing and fix it. Once again, that's honeybadger.io. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you, Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Oh, yes. Yes, honey badger. All right. Kevin's been a good part of the show tonight. He's brought up a good point. Is, yeah. He's really into it, isn't he? Yeah. Fair point. You you can use database transactions to solve the, the race condition issue. Yes. Not true. I'll give you that one, Kevin. Kevin Kevin seems like he's he's a DB guy. He he knows his databases. Yeah, I, I use stored procedures and triggers a lot. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, again, we're talking about our Discord, which goes all, all week long at discord.phpugly.com. We had a great conversation even about somebody switching over to PHP Storm and why they liked it more than VS Code. And it's just like, it's just great to have that feedback. Another great example, and I'm going to move this over. I even, A-Woods, I even, I even had this in the show notes already. I had this on my Trello board, but I believe it was A-Woods contributed a GitHub repo of a directory of YouTubers and podcasts out there that you can go listen to. And, and we were on that list a couple times, actually, I think. <laughs> so are some other people. <laughs> so uh, check, check that out. Our, our, our Discord's great. 
the one I wanted to watch was Beer and Code, but unfortunately, it's in another language, and I can understand it. Yeah, there was. So I was going to open up a issue in the repo saying you should require them to include the language so you can kind of you know going into it if it's something you can. I think I clicked on one or two as well where it's like uh, yeah okay cool title but I, I'm not going to be able to keep up with this too much. Or 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 because it's just a directory, so like have a directory by language. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, that'd be nice. They would just say PR is welcome. All right. We talked about PHP tech earlier and we talked about call for papers and this individual has not submitted a talk, but I I am laying it out there now. He has, they have an open invite. If they want to come talk at PHP tech, just let us know. I am pretty sure we've had, we've had many conversations about the primogen and his reaction videos on php specific topics and it's clear the guy is in love with us again he's he he was warming up for a couple of shows he flat out loves php again Ooh, sorry about that i i might i'm probably exaggerating in more <laughs> wishful thinking but the primogen has another reaction video out there php is insecure where he goes through a post of somebody talking about why php isn't insecure I'm not going to rehash it. It's all stuff we've talked about in the past. I actually wasn't that impressed with it, but I, I do like seeing his reaction, the promotions reaction and take some things, but I put, I'll put that in the show notes. If you're interested in watching it, there, there won't be anything that kind of blows you away where you're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. It's kind of the same thing. If you say it's insecure, you're probably talking about PHP from 15, 20 years ago and all this other stuff, all stuff that we rehash all the time on this show. Exactly. But still interesting coming from somebody that put down PHP before and now coming around and has had some positive things to say as of late. It's it's uh, funny when you start seeing videos of people driving around in Lambos, you're like, hey, maybe that language wasn't so bad. Maybe <laughs> I need to go take a look at that again. Uh, another good link that was shared in Discord earlier this week was to the externals.io. And they they are now discussing a new pickle or pickle. I think it's officially pickle. I is it pickle? I always call, call it pickle. I always called it pickle too, but I think officially they call it pickle. And I don't know why that oh, is. Interesting. I, do you still use pickle for anything? I have not used pickle. I. And I can't tell you how many years I have not used Pickle. I mean, Composer does 99% of it. I I think for a while, Xdebug, and it, I don't know if it still is, is installed through Pickle. I know. I think uh, well, I, la- the last we talked to them, Swool was a Pickle install. I, I don't know if that's still of, the case. Most of the extensions are. And I, I want to say that probably some of the things that we install by default nowadays probably is still a Peckle extension, but because Ubuntu packages it a little differently, it's just installed through the package manager and we don't realize that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Is my guess. So what's what's this? What's the new Peckle? What is that? So they just started a, a Google Doc for people to start communicating on and it's, we need a new, new Peckle or Pickle what 
what are the requirements for that? And I like that Derek said, you know, we're not talking about implementation here. Stop. <laughs> like, let's not go there. Let's figure out what our goals are first. And then we can start figuring out what the implementation would be for, for this replacement. So because it's, it's just old. It's just, it's out of date nowadays. So I didn't, I did not read the internals. I saw this on your Trello and I kept meaning to get to it and I didn't get to it. Is there a reason why they're, they're not doing their normal internals back and forth on this and they're, they, they're doing a Google doc? I don't know that that is a good question. I don't know if it was just to get it out of, out of the, to have a central place for it because in the email, there's, there's all that back and forth and things get lost. So I don't know if this is like, Hey, let's have a conversation about it here, but let's actually start a shared document where people can actually post to it. I, I just realized I was not sharing that, that document. So here's the document. And there, there is a lot of, I, I kind of zoomed in a little bit, but there, there is a lot of chatter going on here. You can see, you can, you can see it like up here and stuff, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of chatter. I, I, I'm curious how well Google docs is going to handle this. This is going to be a, this is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I just, I just like the fact that it's, it seems like they're trying something new and they're like, let's. I think the goal was let's get this document together. Let's get people's opinions on here. Then we will turn it into an RFC. Then we will figure out the next steps. Well, I applaud them for trying something different, at least if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Where are we on time? Oh man. Just over there. Yeah. Yeah. Getting away from pear and peckle. I mean, I think, I wonder if they'll still call it Peckle when it's the new version. I forgot about Pear. Holy smokes, I forgot about Pear. Wow. I I still deal with Pear packages. I I Really? Yeah. Well, I say I deal with them. They have been brought into the code base and upgraded for us at at this point. It's, It's like they're dead packages. Nobody uses them keep them up to date until we can finally get rid of them. It, it's only a couple, but if you're yeah. too young to remember pair pair was the composer of the day. And that's being very generous. With saying <laughs> that. I'm being very generous, but pair was like this. It uh, was huge centralized place where you can find all these packages that people had created for PHP. Yeah. It's just it, insane. It, it, I mean, it was Composer in the sense that it allowed you to install third-party libraries or other people's code pretty easily, but it didn't do the the step of, you know, version control, dependencies mm-hmm. of dependencies. It was like, mm-hmm. no, just give me this. And you had to figure out if you had the stuff you needed to go with it to make it work. So, yeah, it's... Oh, I, I, I got to keep forgetting to share all this stuff. I keep... If you didn't click buttons and crap. Yeah, it's still out there. So yeah. filtered, I mean, filtered by PHP 4, PHP 5, all PHP versions. <laughs> 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 that I think you're <laughs> I'm not sure this is being updated anymore. <laughs> I'm surprised it's only 603. I I think they still have the documentation around for all the the 
all the crap and oh, archive zip. I mean, all these things I used to use. I remember so many of these things. I, I remember how, how excited I would be when I found a pair package. I'm like, cool. I don't have to code this. There's a pair package. And then you know, half the times, like the documentation wasn't great and you're trying to figure stuff out. And there was no standardization. Like with, with, at least with Composer, there's a standard way of how things get implemented, how packages are built and everything. It was, it was a different time. It was a yeah. different time. I think Kevin's right. Pair was system wide. It was part of your PHP install versus being per package. Yeah, it, it would install it. In it like, must have been. Yeah, it yeah, had to have been yeah. back then. Yeah. Yep. You're 100% correct. Hmm. You cool, made man. it per package by bringing it in. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do that other one or are we going to save that for later? Which one are you talking about? Well, you only have two on your. Uh, in your... Th- th- those have been sitting there for months at this point. They're probably both dead. Oh, okay. Let's kill them off. I had something happen. And I'm curious if you've noticed it and if this is like a standard, I assume it's a standard feature in Apple. I always feel like I have to say, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, I need to come up with a shortcut for that. (laughs) John and I were on pop OS for a few years and I started having issues with my pop OS desktop a few weeks ago, which is a big problem because it literally crashed on me right when we finished recording one night and I barely made it through. And I forgot what was happening. I'm like, I'll rebuild it when I get back. I think I was going, I might've been going to Nashville at the time or Longhorn. I don't know. Maybe it was Longhorn because it's just recently happened. And I just, I keep procrastinating on rebuilding it. So I moved over to my M2, Apple M2, which John and I had bought some M- some M2s for PHP Tech to do video editing and to do video streaming at the conference. So I had this M2. I'm like, hey, let me just go ahead so I can get my work done. Let me get this going. And I actually have a great setup now. I have this huge screen that allows me to have my Pop OS desktop and my M2 desktop on the screen at the same time. And with Synergy, I just go back and forth and it's like, I got one big desktop. It's fantastic, fantastic. Except for the fact that my pop machine still is having issues and I'm still procrastinating rebuilding it. Cause I got it. Like, I'm, ugh, I don't want to rebuild it. And they're coming out with the new cosmic desktop at some point. I'm like, I'll rebuild it when the new desktop comes out. And anyways, I noticed today my battery said it's only at 80%. I'm like, what the hell? Like my laptop is almost always plugged in and I checked it out. And if I click on it, it says power source, power source, power adapter, charging on hold, rarely used on battery. So it's like, I guess it's a feature in max now that it doesn't want to fully charge your battery if you don't use your battery so that it doesn't kill the, kill your battery too early. Huh. I, you can turn it off. They don't force you to do that. You can 100% turn it off, but I'm like, yeah, no, I'm pretty much always plugged in. So yeah, I'm fine. Keep it like that. Interesting. Yeah. I'm on my Mac full time. Now you made a great point prior to going to Longhorn. Like you should start using it 
so that you you're ready to go because prior to that I, I would break it out so rarely and then trying to get it all up to date and getting everything working i just never yeah. did like like you said after tech it basically sat there doing nothing and i want i wanted to be productive at when i was away and now that i'm up and running on it not only can i work on it yes docker is slower the big thing with linux was docker was so much faster but the things i can do on it that i couldn't do on my pop os machine is making it like i'm not going back right now i still have it i i switch over to it occasionally when i need to do something on linux that i can't do on mac but for the most part i'm on it editing the magazine having the fire up virtual box windows mm-hmm. you know to That's do true. anything was a pain in the ass where now I can fire up InDesign and it works. So having the Adobe suite available to me much faster is is so nice. And then that whole not having to keep things in sync, not having to say, oh, I was working in this repo in PHP Storm on my Linux machine. Now I'm moving back to my Mac because I got to walk away for, you know, an hour. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about that sync of let's make sure everything's pushed up. Everything's pulled down. How long has it been since I've, you know, upgrade. How, how long has this thing? Dropbox has synchronized. Yeah. Right. All of those things. So it's like, okay, now my daily driver is back on my Mac. And then my Linux machine is more of, okay, I can't do this on Mac for some reason. Let me go over here and do it. Hmm, interesting. I, it's funny because I don't notice that big of a difference. Like you said, Docker is just still horrible. It's funny because you talk to Mac people like, oh, it's so much better. I'm like, no, it's horrible. <laughs> you don't know the next machine. You'll understand what I'm trying to tell you. But like the way I had my workflow set up on my Pop OS machine, I can almost mirror that workflow on the Mac. And like, and even the look and feel, I remember that was the big thing back in the day is like the look and feel of Mac was so different than anything else out there. But honestly, now, not so much. It's very, very on par. Like, if I had to go back to, my, if if I rebuilt my Pop! OS machine and need to go back to it, you know, today, I would be perfectly fine. I'm like, all right, well, that was fun for a while. The only thing I will say that I do like on the Mac is the menu bar. The, the little icons of the menu bar has a, have a lot more functionality than on my pop os machine so the the menu bar on the mac has more integration into the os whereas on pop os there's too many factors right between the app and what's running on the os and what os you're running and all this other stuff that it doesn't have that that integration so i do like that that's but that's like a quality of life thing it's like yeah i can still get my work done just as fast without it so if I didn't yeah. have it, you know, great. You're not sucked into the Apple ecosystem. Like I'm, I'm back into that ecosystem where I switch back to the iPhone. So messages, FaceTime, photos, you know, that is, I hate that. I like it. Like I fought it for so long and I hate that I I'm back to liking it, but I do. I and hate you for liking it. it too. So there I'm mad about it. <laughs> For years, I was on Android and I would touch my wife's iPhone and be, I'm like, 
no, I'm not doing this. Never doing this. Not happening. And yeah, back into it. Well, we all make bad decisions, John. You'll you'll grow out of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our our, our saga of OSs. I wish I could screen share how smooth my experience is, and like even when I get my my well, I know for a fact I'm never not going to have the two machines now. I I originally I, that wasn't my intention when I bought this monitor. I just assumed I would run. Well, I was just running the Pop! OS on it at first. Then I had my issues and went to the Mac. So I, I always had the intention of just running one OS on it at a time. But now that I have this and I still have my my Pop! OS and have that power there, even though I don't use the GUI a whole lot, I use most of my GUI over here. But like right now, one of my issues was you know real, real estate management. I, I, I have my Docker in Slack and stuff r- still running on my Pop! OS machine. And it's just nice. It's just there, and it's just, like, being utilized. So, so I, are, this are is you my new using, thing. Are you using both OSs full-time? Like, do you have mm-hmm. something running? So, because what I'm doing right now is I have synergy between the two machines, so I can still use the same keyboard and mouse. My Linux machine is my my third screen. So I've got two already to, to the Mac. Linux is a third machine. And all I do is switch the input on my, my big monitor. And now I'm on my Linux machine. So my 37 inch widescreen monitor switches between Mac and Linux, depending on what I'm doing. Yeah, no, the, I, I just have them both up running all the time. And depending on what I'm doing, I mean, I, I'm definitely using the Mac OS as my primary, and I'm still having issues with the Pop OS about once a week. It'll just stop re- responding and go away, and I have to do, like, a hard power cycle to get it back. So I definitely, you know, I'm yeah, definitely not 100%. So, like, all my development, my PHP Storm and stuff are running on, on Mac. But, no, I'll have Slack. I'll have... Well, the 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 uh, Discord bot is still running on the Pop machine. I'll even so, have the browser open. See, I think I, I would be annoyed not being able to drag my Windows across. So, it's, so it's occasionally, like- I totally forget. I totally forget that there are two machines, and I'll try to do that. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why won't this come out? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the other machine. And And also, Synergy says that you can drag files now. And I can't mm-hmm. seem to get that to work. It does. I can't seem to drag files from one to the other. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong there. But it's so rare that I have to do that. I, I don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. That we're, we're sysadmins. We can easily SCP files from one machine to another. Oh my God, John. We we have to we're, we have to talk a little longer because we have yet to thank our supporters on Patreon. Oh my God, John. I forgot to upload the new Patreon. Thank you. Why did I make it? Is this the new one? I'm, I might be uploading it right now as we're talking. It's hard. That works. Thing. Nobody that works. can be sure. No one Things will know. No one will know. It's no a slow process. Know. I don't know. It's all good. <laughs> we will be good. thanking our, 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 our Patreon supporters in about 45%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, blind early bird pricing will be going away soon. I don't know exactly when we will be announcing 
the the schedule hopefully before the end of the year if not way sooner yeah and and i'm getting asked a lot by people who did submit talks of hey how long is this going to take you know i want to be able to make plans or you know family vacations yeah this isn't happening now it's processed in the video we're just going to go with the uh we're just going to go with the november patreon thank you page and just act like that snow in the background (laughs) that says december up in the uh corner there thank you all of our supporters on patreon we we do yes thank you we appreciate you very much i i'm getting asked a lot by people who submitted talks of you know when when will they know when will they know the thing i shared today is john and i do have everything scheduled out and we've been holding pretty holding ourselves to that schedule pretty well, provided everything continues to kind of go the way it's been going, we should, you should know by the end of the month. That's what we have scheduled. By the end of the month, we won't be able to start scheduling flights for speakers, hotel rooms for speakers. So that will, that's our goal right now. What would have helped was last week when we said, hey, do you want to help? With the talk selection, if more people would have said, hey, yes, I want to help. That's true. That would have been nice of that. Uh, if you did submit to speak, obviously we will make it right by you because obviously you didn't get a blind early bird ticket because you're hoping to be selected to to talk. So don't worry about that. That's kind of typical in most conferences. If you still want to attend, you will be able to. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make sure we take care of you, and we'll make sure we take care of uh, our listeners as well. You, you, you know, we 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 did it last year. We took care we took care of everybody. We we take care of our Patreon supporters better though. We do do that. <laughs> yes, we do. We took care of Patreon supporters really well last year. Oh, where are you at with that? By the way, you you announced last. Hey, week hey, don't you have something else you want to talk? About? That you announced last week that you're gonna we're gonna start giving our Patreon supporters a free subscription to PHP Architect Magazine digital version. Yep, we will do that before the next release. I hope. <laughs> I'm scared how long our next release is gonna be now. The next release will be in 2025, but it'll be before the next release. <laughs> Okay, cool. So that's that went down the line. We we do we did have a couple questions because obviously they're listeners to the show. A lot of people are already subscribers. We've we've been asked, can they gift it? Can they extend their current subscription? John and I are gonna talk through it all. Honestly, what we can do what we can do and automate, we totally will. It it we we're not trying to like squeeze every penny out of everybody. That's what it comes down to is like, okay, if we can think of a way to automate this where we don't have to go in there and manually intervene with it. We'll, we'll allow it. But until then it's kind of like, okay, well, you're going to have to wait and see, and we'll figure that out. We will not commit to anything. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple of things there. Like we're dealing with code that we didn't write. So we still have to figure out how to make it all. All work. But look, you got it updated. I did. Wow. So yeah, there, there's, there's just lots of moving bits and pieces. When we did, Ben Ramsey last week exposed our Easter egg that John and I had been doing for years in the magazine. We're not saying he's the first one to notice, but he was the first one to 
publicly mention it where it got our attention. And if you don't, if you didn't listen last week, if you look at the magazine, since John and I took it over, the edited by is always some message or something. It's usually very silly or stupid. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> what? But we were uh, just yeah, wondering how long it would take people to notice. I honestly didn't think it would take that long. As long as it did, I was actually very surprised. But, but you know, we, I like Easter eggs. That's one of my things. I, I really enjoy Easter eggs. So I, I'm going to think of another one. I'll think of another one. We, it's not going to be in any of the, the this release or next release probably, but I'll come up with another Easter egg and I'll let, let you all know when it's there and then you can start looking for it. So people are going to start making up Easter eggs. That's it. That works. You know, it just misinformation confuse people. We need to, we need to do something fun back in, I can't remember if it's 2011 or 2012. So I went to tech and my first tech was 2010. And I think 2011, 2012, the, the owners at the time did a scavenger hunt for, I think it was for a free ticket to tech. And I had so much fun trying to figure it out. What they did was they announced on this date, we're going to start the scavenger hunt. The first person to get the correct answer gets a ticket and they would start tweeting out clues. And then like every so often they would release another clue. And I can't, I don't remember how many times I submitted, like, is it this, is it that? And I was never right. But to me, that was fun, except until I lost and then I was mad. It was fun. Right up to I realized I didn't win. And it sucked. <laughs> hey, yo. All right. But I hate to tell the fun. current. Oh, sorry. That's it. Uh, I hate to tell the current wave. The current wave in Discord. Show comes current wave in Discord. Says, uh, I'm a supporter and I worked at tech. I need a bonus. You got a bonus. He's sitting right here with me. Thank you, man. <laughs> I am the bonus. You're welcome. Those, those, those special things I've been doing for you. That's your bonus. <laughs> You're welcome. What's wrong with me? I've got issues. I'm I'm in so much. Is that really the direction you're going? Like I I we were on the same same wavelength there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. (laughs) Thanks for stealing my thunder. Appreciate that. Sorry, now I feel bad. (laughs) Ouch! All right, somebody needs a timeout. I can see that now. Somebody needs a timeout. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat it because uh, the audio listeners won't know, but the. Joe comes current wife came back with a response and we're going to have to have a conversation about it. <laughs> All right, John, we've run pretty long today. We did. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I feel like it's a good place too. It would be a better place if I had already the video or if you had a better partner to help do that stuff. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for episode 362. I'm Eric. I'm John. Keep it ugly. Ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to 
PHP the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting I perfume the room Yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom That came from Thomas Yeah can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP the programming language About to break it down no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web applications Okay I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming You can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing Keep it ugly, we ending every show With the saying, it's lovely, let's go Yeah, come on